0: Let us pray. O Holy God, you are our God, we will exalt you and praise your name. You have done wonderful things, plans formed of old, faithful and sure. You subdue the noise of violence and hatred. You are a stronghold to the poor and are present to those in distress. You search us out persistently, lovingly. You find us and you hold us in the grip of your grace. Even when our hearts are grieving and wintry, Holy One, you are God. We exalt you and praise your loving name. Amen. We have a special treat for you. Get comfortable. Close your eyes. Enjoy this holy ground.
1: I fled him down the nights and down the days. I fled him down the arches of the years. I hid from him from those from those strong feet that followed followed after. We are the hungry ones, we say, searching, waiting, groping for our God. But would that we could know ourselves as he knows us, the wanted ones, the longed-for ones. God is the hungry one, the gaunt and tireless one. He calls and sends us to each other to speak the wooing word, the name, to break each habit of ingenious evasion and gently blocks all exits away from chastening love, to listen for each footfall of those strong feet that even now do follow, follow after.
0: Welcome to Summertime University Chapel. In the 50-year history of Cal Lutheran, I believe this is the first time when we've ever had chapel services during the summer months. As the new strategic plan was being developed, Scott and I began to raise questions about the established pattern of University Chapel, the pattern of only having those services during the semester, or the two semesters, of the traditional undergraduates. And by that, I really mean just the two semesters of fall and spring. Why was this? Why cast away this weekly Sabbath rest, this time to catch our breath as a campus and not observe the chapel hour? So we just changed the pattern. We made a decision to offer University Chapel on Thursdays at 11.25 in the morning whenever the campus is open, which appears this year to be July 4th. Uh, We won't have it then and maybe that Thursday around Christmas. We didn't ask permission to do so. And, and maybe we should have asked our boss. <laughs> uh, some people say that it's easier to ask forgiveness than permission. Yet in this case, I believe that neither approach was probably prudent. Why not just live into this new reality and see where we ended up? And even if we were gathering together with a very small group of people who even now still like to sit in the back, that we would gather anyway and pause and praise together. Now, the structure of summer chapel may change. One big loss for us is that Dr. Carl Johnson, the university organist, is off on his summer break. And so we will miss his leadership and welcome his return in the fall. That's something for us to look forward to. We thank you, Kyle, for your ministry among us. This may mean that other student musicians, some of whom may be sitting in the third row, might exercise and use their gifts. I mean, we might need a keyboard or what is that little thing you play? The Bhagavas? From Greece. Don't you want to hear it? Okay. Some of the messages may, that will be brought may sound like you know familiar sermons, one that have three or four points, or maybe one good message, and you feel like the person says amen at the end. But it might also be a video presentation or a different style of worship on a given Thursday. Perhaps this is the gift of summer, which its change in variation and rhythm and pace. In California, we know the ecstasy of savoring locally grown summer fruits that just seem to arrive in the markets week by week. Maybe you might think about chapel as biting into your first Saturn peach or that dark flesh of a pluot. So eat up, enjoy. Take the time of lifting your hands away from computer or lawnmower and come to rest and refresh. During the summer months, there's always a stack of books around me, a stack at home, a stack by my computer terminal that are waiting to be read. Some are for my job. There are books that I have received at conferences, things that I should read to keep up and current. Some about uh, undergraduate students or teaching adult learners or the life of faith. Some are books that our students will be reading in the 3G network this fall, and it helps me to read that in advance. But there are those other books, the ones that beckon to be read by the pool, sitting in a little chair, maybe with that tall glass of iced tea beside them. These are the books that it's easy to read, that submerge me into a well-crafted story whose characters are ones that I return to as I daydream or walk across campus on a solitary path. I've just begun reading Jodi Picolet's, is that how you say her last name? Book entitled Sing You Home. The main character is a music therapist, a gifted musician who fosters a kind of healing for those who are suffering in some fashion or for those who are locked in an internal struggle that only music can reach. This main character, Zoe, declares that every life has a soundtrack. There's a tune, she says, that makes her think of that summer when she spent rubbing baby oil on her body in pursuit of the perfect tan. Or that other song that reminds her of tagging along with her father on Sunday mornings looking for the New York Times. Or that other song that calls to mind playing Seven Minutes in Heaven with a boy whose breath smells like tomato soup. Music is powerful medicine. Some of you know that I'm a crafter and I have a stamp by somebody named Annis Nin who says, music melts all the separate pieces of our body together. Isn't that true? Isn't that what we experienced as you kind of cracked our broken hearts open and somehow healed them even though they still remained separate? When I read that statement in the book, every life has a soundtrack, I start to think about my own life and those tunes. Of course, Sweet Melissa comes to mind, but there were other tunes. The Who, Leon Russell. What were some of those songs that moved me to places and to people, to love lost and love confirmed? My mind just started to reel. And then along the way, my mind took a different path. I thought about the memory of words, words and phrases that are so sweet to me that they are like music to my soul. Some words bring tears to my eyes or bring a lump to my throat. Some make me say, yes, yes, this is really true. In one of the tattered and yellowed manila files that I have carried with me since I was a student at California Lutheran College, holds poems printed on mimeograph paper that if you take them out, they still smell. You know that smell. And those are poems crafted in the wise and gentle heart and mind of our emeritus faculty, Jack Lebbetter. I don't know how I managed to receive a copy of those poems, but I have traveled, they have traveled with me since '19. Seventy-five, maybe? I'm old. Why do I tell you my age? I don't know. It's summer. Still, another poem is the one that Jay read today, a poem that I received as a gift during my first year as a Lutheran pastor. The author was Gerhard Frost, who at that time was a seminary professor at Luther Seminary, He was speaking during a three-night festival of faith and learning held at the church where I served. One night, Professor Frost shared this poem. He said that the poem was a work in progress. I think today we would say it was not ready for prime time. But before we left that conversation, I had an opportunity to speak to him again and I said some words of affirmation about the insights in the poem and the way he crafted it together. A thin little line of his lips broke open into a smile, but then it changed, and and he started to frown. I don't know if this one is ready to be published, he said. And then I still can remember how he kind of looked away as if he was contemplating a rich and complex mystery. And then he reached into his tattered and yellow manila file, and he pulled out this piece of paper. Here. You take it. Think about those strong feet. Zoe, that music therapist, has said that every life has a soundtrack. Maybe every life has a word or two that speaks to them of abundant grace, undeserved, relentless, love so strong that it names them beloved, wanted, longed for. Those strong feet, those strong feet that run after me when I try to escape because I've named myself unworthy and all I can see is where I fall short. Powerful feet that hound me down the corridors of life, looking for me even when I feel distant or invisible, trying to break through to me through my ingenious evasions. Calloused feet that seek me always, blocking with his own body every exit barefoot feet that call out to each of us and send us to each other. These are the feet of God, the hound of heaven, as Francis Thompson says in his poem. God is the hungry one, the gaunt and tireless one, who is as close to us as the air that we breathe, who listens to every prayer shouted or confessed who listen so closely to the words that come as we sigh, with sighs too deep for words. We are the weighted ones. We are the longed-for ones. God is the hungry one. Can you hear the sound of the footfall of those strong feet that even now do follow? follow after. Thanks be to God for this wonderful gift. Will you pray with me? We come into your presence with thanks, holy God, for all that fills our life with joy, the love of family and friends, the comfort of our homes that provide so much more than mere shelter, the challenge of daily work, and the delight of leisure and playfulness. Forgive us when we take these gifts for granted, when we fail to see them as signs of your gracious and abundant love. Stretch our understanding that we may know our lives from the perspective of how you know us as wanted ones, as the longed for ones. We await the touch of your presence with eagerness. Refresh and renew us. Heal what is broken, mend what is shattered. Bring healing to those in any pain or suffering today, especially for Jarvis Streeter and for Rabbi Belmichael's father be with all of us who mourn and grieve over the death of one of our own students, Garrow. Hold his family, his father and his mother, his sister, his aunts and uncles, and his friends closely as they try to make sense out of a death that makes no sense at all. Be with all of his faculty and his peers who grieve through tears and through memory. Especially we pray for Dr. Karsten and for Yasinia, and for Lacey. Comfort each of us with your love that runs after us with open arms and with an eager heart. Open our ears to hear and to trust the grace of your welcome in Christ Jesus. Amen. Would you stand for the benediction? Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and always. Amen.